Hey, and welcome into Straight Up Sports. I'm your host, Devin Albertson. Today, I'm joined by Anthony Crane as we're going to go into what we saw over the last weekend as we went to a couple of the team camps here for eight-man football. Um, Anthony, he went to Albany, saw six teams up there in Albany, King City, Knox County, Stanbury, North Andrew, and Oric. And then I went south on Friday. I went to Appleton City. I saw Appleton with Rich Hill, Osceola, Drexel, and Lockwood. And on Saturday, I saw Archie hosting uh, Concordia, Norbert Harden Central, Santa Fe, and who's the last team? Did I say? <laughs> I don't remember the last time I said there. <laughs> Who else was there? Um, did I say St. Paul Lutheran was the last team? Okay. I've seen so many teams, and I've – Coach is going to be pissed. He's going to be so mad at me. And I I know for Saturday I tweeted out, like, hey, here's the coaches at the coaching meeting for the camp starts. And instead of typing in Archie, I typed in Albany because for some reason all three A schools had to have team camps in two three of them in two days. So, so thanks, Coach Bass, for correcting me on that so I get that fixed relatively quickly so I didn't look like a complete idiot all day. Um, so, Anthony, we'll start with you and what you saw up north at Albany's team camp. You saw six teams who – um, are all going to be pretty talented. I know there's five of them coming back and one new team to eight, man. We don't know a whole lot about and five teams that should be pretty decent this year other than that, though. Yeah, and what I saw, um, you had the two top, and I think, you know, we'll see in a few weeks when we release our week one rankings. But the best two teams were King City and Stanbury, and I think maybe they're the best two teams in the state. Um, we'll see as the season goes along. Um, but they were really good. Uh, they looked ready to go for the most part. Um, and, you know, it's just they have so much talent. You know, when you look at Stanbury, they have, you know, six running backs, all that <laughs> probably could start for a lot of the teams in the state. Um, now, the one thing I'll be interested to see with Stanbury um, is I saw them throw the ball a little bit. Um, and, you know, who knows what that means. You saw Drexel throw the ball, so. <laughs> but, uh, um, you know, the only question is they have to replace Colin Sager, and really that's all they're replacing. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's scary for them is um, you get Sheeper as a sophomore now after rushing for almost 1,500 yards as a freshman. Um, so they look really good. Uh, King City, I mean, you have your – that three-headed monster, and I think for them, it'll be, and, you know, when someone asks, hey, how did King City look, and we talk about them, with King City, it's always they beat themselves. You know, if Parker Muff can hold on to the football, boy, that's that's huge. You know, I saw multiple games last year. We fumbled two, three times, whatever it may be. But with him uh, and Taylor and Wells, they're just they're really good. Um, I'll be interested to see uh, more, and we saw some of this the other day, some of these running backs look decent in camp. Um, but, you know, Parker Muff carried the ball over 300 times last year, which when you have that horse, you got to feed him. Um, but, yeah, you know, Brody Tunks and Ron Pulliman and Ty Rooney, or Mooney, sorry, um, that only carried the ball 83 times total. Um, so I'll be interested to see if those guys, as they become upperclassmen, uh, get more carries. Um, then the other teams. One, one quick before we go on to them. Stanbury, one thing I noticed last year with them is they may not be like the biggest team up front, but usually across the board and they're all like six foot to six three, like 170 to 200, just all of them. And they're just like, they just throw so many athletes at you. And it's like, where are these guys? Like, where are they feeding them at Stanbury? Because they're all like the same. It's just some of the teams are like, what is this? And then King City, they have some massive hogs up front that just like to hit people. So that's kind of the two difference between those two teams as well. Yeah. Well, and they had that monster in Austin Colvin. Oh, uh, yeah. And he's just a freak. He's so big. And apparently I missed it. Um, him and another player got into a bit of a, a fight. Uh, helmets off. I don't know if they're, I don't think any punches got thrown, but there was some shoving. Um, I don't know if that's the guy I would pick a fight with. No, absolutely not. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, that's Stanbury and King State is going to be fun. Um, and, you know, as I said, the rest of the teams, um, I saw they, they all have elite talent somewhere. Okay. The problem with those teams um, is they just – and it's, it's not a real big problem because it's a problem most eight, 
man teams have is they don't have that depth that your Stanbury and King City do. Um, Blake Buchanan, he, he looked great. Um, or, yep. you know, I think uh, talking to Coach Thacker, um, it's all about getting him to understand that he doesn't have to be the main guy. Um, you know, Jackson Miller, um, he, he really wanted to give him more touches. So, you know, last year, Blake ran for over 100 yards a game, and Miller was at like 75. I would expect that with Thacker to even out a little more this year. Okay. Um, or both improve um, just because the coaching situation has changed, and I think they're going to be better. Um, they, I would probably rank them third at that camp. Okay. Um, just just because when you have Blake Buchanan, who I think arguably is maybe the best quarterback in the state right up there, mm-hmm. um, you know, with that coaching of last year, he was still fourth and eight man in passing. So I would expect that to improve even, even more. Um, then you move down to the other teams. And I didn't get to see Kemper Klein last year. I don't know if you saw him at all. A little bit. I was blown. I was blown away by the things he was doing at that camp. Just with his size, he is extremely athletic for, you know, his body size. And he threw a nice ball. But, and I discredited Albany last year um, with the loss of Butterfield. Uh, You were a big fan of him. And I I think I'm going to give you the win on that one because, you know, talking to Coach Williams, nobody wanted to face them. Had COVID not happened. You know, who knows what that team does uh, in the playoffs. I was picking to win their district over Stanbury in the second round there. I thought Albany was peaking at the right time, and they had just almost beat North Andrew. They just blew the doors off of Pattonsburg, and they were kind of peaking at the right moment. They had just beaten King City like three weeks before, beat them by 20 or 30 points. They were peaking in the right time, and then just COVID just ruined the end of their season and ruined what could have been. We saw them at the All-Star game. They had three guys last year with Mercer, uh, Floyd, Hutchinson, who were really good players. I didn't know what they were bringing back this year. And they're going to be well-coached there with Coach Fountain. That's one thing everyone talks about with him. Now, everyone was a bit envious of them because they have an 11-man team. It's amazing how many players they have. Now, what can Fountain do with them? We'll see. Um, but given his track record, I, you know, they're probably another four or five win team this year. Um, looking at it, you know, the kid can throw the ball. Will he have someone that can catch it? Mm. Um, because, you know, you lose Caden and Trice and Mercer, that's that's a lot for a place. Yeah, it is. Uh, but there's there's some guys that made some nice catches. Um, I think they'll probably rely on, you know, Porter Davis, and they do a little a lot. Um, but, you know, I think they're going to be a scrappy team. And that's, that's one thing you notice uh, in the GRC, and I know they get plenty of love. Um, but they're all so well coached. You know, North Andrew is kind of in the same situation where they lost a lot of their talent. Um, and another team that we thought they'd be decent last year, and next thing you know, they're in the state title game. Um, but talking to Coach Williams, he's excited because we saw what Hayden Ecker did last year. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't healthy. He's a good back. Um, Coach Williams said this is the first time in his career that he is 100% healthy. Um, and knowing what they do, um, they don't have to have elite talent. And when you have an elite running back, um, an eight-man, that's going to win you some games. Now, they do have a bit of a secret weapon, and I can't remember the kid's name, but he is 6'8", 240. Play basketball, and I think the first time ever playing football. Well, what? <laughs> yes. He is a monster. Doesn't know much about football. But he's a guy that can run five or ten yards down the field and just stand there um, and just be taller than everyone else. So so maybe Williams is going to throw the ball a little bit more. Maybe it's five or ten yards, but still he's putting the ball in the air and moving it forward. Um, and then, you know, Knox County surprised me a little bit. At times they looked rough. Um, I think they're – Talking to the other coaches, they're trying to figure things out mm-hmm. at that eight-man level. Um, but then, you know, again, talking to Coach Thacker afterwards, they put up a good fight against them. Um, and so I think some say they're going to have some growing pains in which, you know, moving the eight-man normally you do. 
Mm-hmm. Um, they think uh, a lot of teams think it's going to be easier. Not everyone can be Archie. Um, yeah. So I think they're going to be a decent team. They're going to go through some growing pains, but I think they're a team that's um, they're not going to be bad. I, I don't think. Um, and one thing to think about too with Knox is they were just thrown into a team camp with five teams who are all really good, and three of them might be top five teams in the state. So getting thrown into that in like your first like few months of working to eight man, that's also a kind of a slap in the face. Like, oh, these are some really good teams we're playing here, so you might not be ready for that compared to going to a team camp with lesser teams like that. So this is a good thing for them to kind of see that, get the kids' mindset like, hey, this isn't just going to be a walk in the park. There are really good teams at this level. Um, and then finally, uh, our uh, 275 team representing East Atchison. Um, again, I think they're going to be solid uh, with you know, Caleb Merriweather. You know, phenomenal defensively, great offensively. Josh Smith is second year starter. Um, I think he'll improve, and I think we saw him improve last year as the season went along. Um, and then you get Spinato and Graves kind of help. Um, but again, with them, the biggest question is how do you replace Ian Hedlund um, both offensively and defensively um, because once they moved him to running back last year he was a monster um, so we're going to see who's going to uh, pick up where he left off or kind of carry that load this year but they're going to be a team that in the 275 they're going to make some noise um, just because I think we both believe that conference is going to be down even more um, it's been carried a lot the last few years by, you know, Mountain City and Southwest Livingston. Um, but I think, you know, we talked about, and we'll talk about in the future, they are probably going to uh, regress a little bit. Um, so I, I'm thinking East Atchison, South Hole, probably the two teams will see at the top of that conference. Um, and the beauty of that is, um, you know, a lot of those teams play in the first few weeks. So we'll find out pretty quickly uh, who's the best in that conference. Absolutely. So that's what Anthony saw there at Albany. Uh, teams that we think they're going to be pretty good. Some teams that I'm even looking at for my top 10 with King City, Stanbury, Oric, EA probably going to be in my top 10 for sure. Probably right around that top five area for them, maybe top six or seven. And then you still have Albany and North Andrew who are going to demand respect and possibly get some votes as well. So a really good team camp that, Albany, that Anthony went there at Albany. I went south, so Friday we'll start with that one. Um, started at 9 o'clock there at Appleton City. Um, first of all, Coach uh, Basori did a great job of hosting down there in Appleton. Got to meet him for the first time. And I wanted to go that one so I could meet some coaches I haven't ever met before, see some teams I haven't seen with like Appleton, OCL, I've never seen them. Lockwood be a new program as well. Um, some initial thoughts. Uh, Drexel, going to be very good. Uh, Coach Dean has a team ready to go down there. they got a pretty good size line there. Mayfield is going to – Caleb Mayfield's going to – Man that up front for them. He's a big size kid there at guard. Uh, plays the end as well. So they're going to be pretty decent up front as well. Um, maybe not quite King City Stanbury up front decent, but they're still going to be better up front. They keep improving each year at the line play, and that's what's going to help them as their deep playoff runs that they keep continuing to see teams up north. <clears throat> That'll help them going forward with that. Uh, they got Jacob Coffey moving to quarterback, and he looked decent there at quarterback. Um, for them. They actually had a couple of like team camp stuff, so I was kind of like, okay, what's Dean going to do? We can run some draw plays or something like this in the team camp, but they threw the ball a little bit, and Coffee doesn't have the best throwing motion, but he gets the ball where it needs to be. He looked decently accurate, actually, there on Friday. I think that was something he's been working on. You can tell he's been working on that. Threw some good balls. They had some good athletes there that play tight end who can catch the ball a little bit if they need to throw, and a lot of their stuff's going to be off play action, or they're going to run Coffee at you, run Coffee at you, run some read option stuff, and then hit you with something over the top. And he doesn't have to be deadly accurate with that. He's just got to be enough to get that in a spot where they can catch it. So I think it's going to be really deadly for Drexel this year, and it's just Jacob Coffee. Once he gets in the open field, it's going to be tough to bring him down. There was just kind of a pop and stop at that camp. There's no full tackling and stuff. So you can just see him at his peak where he's kind of the best with that full contact. But you can just tell he was definitely the best player in the field uh, there Friday. Um, Does he have a plan? I mean, what is their offensive scheme going to be with him at quarterback now? It's um, from what I can kind of tell, it's a lot of shotgun him and either a back next term, a guy coming in motion and running read option off of it kind of deal there. I'm guessing they're going to do some just straight zone runs as well, where Coffee has seven blockers in front of him and good luck tackling him kind of deal. So that's one thing they're going to see a lot with that. So they did run a couple of screens as well where they would. Have guys come like that. So there's a couple things that Dean can throw in everything with that. So we'll see 
how they come out and how they adjust their offense through the year because this is a great plan to start out with. Once you see a team a second time, maybe when you see an Archie in the playoffs again, you might have to throw a couple more wrinkles at them just so they're not just king of number 13, which is what defense are going to do because they know he's that good. Next, but he's only a junior. So I know the teams down south just love that he's only a junior this year. Um, and then Lockwood, a new team coming down. I was decently impressed with them. Um, I think they had good size. Up front. They had good size tight ends, but I really noticed in defensive ends. Um, they had pretty good size there. And they had one. Well, I don't know if there are the names for the kids over there for that one. Uh, for Lockwood, they didn't have a roster or anything like that. I didn't get too deep into that. But they have a little like running back slash scat receiver. Um, he wore number 20 there. He had long golden hair coming out of his back of his helmet. And he's not the fastest kid, but he is lightning quick side to side in tight spaces like that. And actually, their first kind of like offensive play was against Drexel. And he took a little, like a 34 lead almost with the hole and he was gone. I'm like, okay, that's interesting. He's kind of did some stuff and they had in the passing game. He was pretty dynamic in the open space. So I think it's something to keep an eye on. He's not very big, though, is my thing with him, how he can take a whole year of punishment. But he also doesn't take very many big shots because he is elusive in tight spaces. So I think Lockwood's an interesting team. Uh, they were the second-best team at the Alpine camp. Um, Sounds like a guy that the Chiefs drafted in the second round. <laughs> probably, yeah. A little Dexter McCluster <laughs> action with that. Uh, for sure, and they're going to be well coached. They're still trying to figure out kind of like Knox County is some schemes and what works in eight man, what doesn't. Just stuff like that is going to take a little bit for them to figure out. But once they do, they have a smart coach. I can tell he knew what he was doing a little bit and trying to get things ironed out. And they're excited to see some Wemo schools again. All these schools dropped down the last couple of years. They're going to kind of renew some of those old rivalries they used to have the eleven man level um, with that. And then Rich Hill, I thought was the third best team there at Appleton. Um, they had a really good quarterback in McFrederick. He threw a really nice ball. Um, they had some decent athletes on the outside. Bridgewater's little brother is still on the team um, from the All-Star game. He's a tough little guy, too, and some of them think he's going to be better than Clifton, so we'll see how it's going to be with that. Um, he's a pretty good little athlete as well. My one thing with Rich Hill, they weren't very big up front. They were kind of smaller up front, so that might hurt them. They're playing teams like Archie, Drexel, Lockwood, stuff like that, where it might hurt them a little bit. But they're going to have the athletes. If they give McFrederick time to, find, to throw the ball, they could be a, just a tough out each and every week because he's a really good quarterback in tossing that rock around. And they have a really good-sized freshman class coming in. So they're a team that this year might be some growing pains, even with a senior quarterback, that they might be able to build something after this and have a JV. And I meet Coach Liggins for the first time, pretty nice guy down there as well. So they're a team that might be on the come up next couple of years. might take some time for that talent to develop. That's younger a little bit, though. So, Yeah, and that's, that's kind of what I'm seeing from those South schools, aside from, you know, Drexel, is a lot of them, um, you see them maybe finally starting to get into that eight-man mode mm-hmm. um, where they're figuring things out. Uh, you know, and I don't know how much you talked to Rich Hill about this. You know, last year I thought they were going to be a lot better than they were, mm-hmm. um, and I don't know if that's part of those growing pains is trying to figure things out. Um, but with those schools, you know, we talked about this beforehand with Appleton City. Um, they have some more talent coming. Yep. Um, but I think if they can get the talent, there's good coaching in the South. Yes. Um, so I think, in, you know, it's kind of what we've been waiting on for, you know, 20 years is the South to catch up. <laughs> Will they? I don't know. I'm hoping. I'm hoping as the uh, South's biggest fan here. Um <laughs> Well, we'll see because you know there's a lot of there's a lot of good kids, a lot of good coaching down there. So mm-hmm. uh, I hope you know they're right with talent coming, and that um, finally we can get that north and south rivalry where it's a little more even, not just one side beating down the other kind of deal. That's what's new with Appleton City. They had some decent size. Their quarterback was a kind of a string bean. I kind of deal. He's a pretty long, tall kid. Um, they just don't have a whole lot of team speed, the skill positions. It's going to hurt them a little bit there, but. As you said, they have a couple of kids in junior high, one who's a pretty good uh, speedster as well that will be a freshman next year kind of deal. So they have some talent coming at Appleton City. It might take a couple of years for them to get there. They were solid. They held their own a little bit there um, the best they could. But um, Drexel and Lockwood are definitely a little better than them, and I think Rich Hill will step up as well. So they're, But they're they're well-coached. They're going to get there eventually, I think. And then Osceola, there's just not a whole lot of talent there right now. I like Coach Carnegie. I meet him. Good dude. He's trying different things just to throw some stuff at the wall, I think, at this point, because you have to a little bit. That situation, I've been there as well. So you just have to throw, try a couple things. Um, so they're 
it's, it is what it is at Osceola right now, but they're getting there, and they definitely attempted some things at the team camp that I thought was interesting as well. So that's what happened there at Appleton City on Friday, and then we go to Saturday. But Most nights are going to be the best-looking team on the field, though. Oh, yeah, Osceola and Appleton City have the two best uniforms in the Wemo. I will say that right now. I love both their uniforms. They're, they're talent-wise right now. It's really frustrating for me. <laughs> and then uh, Saturday at Archie. Um, did a great job hosting it. So did Appleton City. Um, Archie actually had two sets of officials there on both sides of the field. Um, so they had flags and stuff like that, and they were getting the spotted right to get the kids used to having officials there. That was pretty cool. Um, Archie was the best team that I saw there. Uh, their sophomore quarterback, uh, Briar McIntyre, um, looked pretty decent. They're throwing the ball, running their offense a little bit. Um, not the fastest kid, but he's – he likes to hit. The kid likes to hit. I think Coach Smith's like, okay, you're my quarterback right now. You can't just keep hitting everybody. <laughs> He's a like, pretty good little safety there as well on defense. He likes to pop people, but Coach Smith also wants him to stay healthy all year <laughs> kind of deal. Um, but he's a pretty good kid. Uh, Christian Ward up front was probably the best lineman I had seen. I saw there. Um, they're left guard and plays defensive end. Just a big kid. He had the whole uh, – the kid from Wisconsin, Whitewater, with the jersey tucked up and the belly hanging out kind of deal that was just A+. Plus there all day so i hope tim penny got a picture of that because it was it was fantastic um and they were missing a couple of kids they were missing uh their mike linebacker who also played a little bit of running back for them last year and one of their guards but overall they looked pretty good and they were trying to figure some things out and coach smith runs a pretty good scheme down there as well to put his guys in the best position they have a the younger sutton kid there was playing a little bit of running back for him and playing some like defensive back slash linebacker outside linebacker for him so they're kind of young, though. They got a lot of sophomores and juniors, but they're going to make some mistakes to the year because they're a younger team, but the talent is there for them to possibly be a borderline top 10 to 15 team this year. Uh, St. Paul Lutheran, uh, very physical team up front. Ethan Kirby plays um, kind of a guard end slash defensive end position for him. The kid is my size. He's huge, and he's got a chip on his shoulder because last year he didn't make all conference at defensive end despite having 12 sacks. So... He's not happy. He wasn't happy about that. And he's got a chip on his shoulder. The coaches just love there because he's working really hard. And he was definitely getting out in their passing camp side of it. He was definitely getting after it. And he was pretty much unblockable out there against those teams. So I think they're going to be pretty solid. They were missing uh, Mueller, their leading rusher from last year. But um, I think it's Maggart was their other running back they had. Dude's a physical, tough runner in the middle. There was a couple possessions there where they were running some goal line stuff to try to get – that and he could hit like a three or four yard line. He stood up by three or four guys and he kept his feet moving and like spun off it and got in the end zone for a touchdown. He did that all day. He was always falling forward. Tough physical runner uh, with them. So they looked pretty decent. They were the second best team there um, on Saturday. The other three teams Santa Fe, Concordia, and Norman Harden Central. Um, Santa Fe and Norman Harden Central were pretty similar in that they were both just bigger, more physical style team. They weren't going to beat you with speed by any means. Um, I'd probably put Santa Fe over them, at, over the Aggies at this point. Uh, just a little bit of continuity with the staff and stuff like that. And the kids knowing the system a little better, they can play a little faster with that. And I did like what they had at quarterback a little bit. And they like to hit on defense. It's not going to kill anybody with speed at any, by any means for either one of those teams. Um, and for Norbert Hart and Central, Keaton Lair, he played a little bit of fullback and running back last year. They moved him to tight end this year. Um, he's a pretty good-sized kid. And if they can get the ball to him as a receiver – Good luck to a little 5'8", 140 corner bringing him down because he had to hold on for dear life and wait for help because that kid was big and he was dragging people um, when they did pass the ball and got the ball to him. So that was fun to watch. I do enjoy I do enjoy a big boy catching the ball and being hard to bring down the open field. And then Concordia, they're going to be able to score this year with Tapmeyer at quarterback. Uh, they had a kid who hasn't played football before playing receiver who's like 6'1", 6'2", and can high point a ball a little bit. So they're going to be able to score on offense. I do worry about their defense, though. They were having a lot of struggles there getting stops um, throughout the day. But I think they'll be improved from what they were last year going into this year uh, kind of deal. And I like Coach Basie over there. He does a good job there at Concordia getting the guys ready, especially offensively. Uh, they do a really good job there on offense, and that's where they have a lot of fun, um, putting some points on the board and trying to install a culture there of, hey, if something good happens, you can get excited about that. Like You can try to build off that going forward and not just be like, oh, we did something good. When's the bad thing going to happen next kind of deal? Trying to get that – going forward and kind of building up the confidence of the team and everything. Yeah, and that's the thing about these camps, too, is, you know, it's hard to really judge defense because that is something that always, you know, comes along a little slower than the offense. Mm -hmm. uh, especially, 
when you, kind of these unknown teams, um, when you don't return everyone, um, yeah. it may take a bit. Um, but yeah, all those teams down south, um, it's kind of like you said, they're not going to run by a lot of people, um, but they're big, they're solid. Um, and you know, like those teams we were talking about, um, you know, little in the other direction, um, you know, with Santa Fe and St. Paul Lutheran, only their second year, um, still figuring things out. Um, but, you know, we really like those coaches they have down there and what they're trying to build. Um, so I think those are teams that, you know, maybe this year they're not top 10, top 15. Um, but if these coaches can continue to build mm-hmm. their programs, um, again, that's going to help uh, A-man football in general. If they can get more solid programs from the South, um, it, it, it's going to make the league fun. Yes. And I I hope they do. Uh, just part of that is just because I like those guys a lot. Yeah. You, know, you want those guys to have success. And we want to have tough decisions each week of where we're going to go. Like, there's three or four good games around the state. Where are we going to go? Not – well, there's like one, maybe two good games. I guess we're going there, kind of. We want to have tough decisions each week where we're going to go. And I'll say this. You'll love Coach Gifford. There was one play they ran. I don't know if they landed Kirby up, lined Kirby up at end or guard, but it was reversed to him. And that big boy got the ball in the open field, and he was running through people. It was a lot of fun. I was talking to Coach Basie at the time we were watching it and because uh, they were off for a session, and we saw that reverse happen to him. And well, that's a lot of fun, <laughs> watching the big boy run there. He's he was trucking people, so that's a lot of fun to see that. And they were having some fun with it, and I know the, the kids were having a good time and everything. Um, Archie's JV got some time there at Archie's camp as well in the, in the morning to let them kind of go back and forth. Um, I did not go watch the team session. That was Santa Fe, Norbert Harden Central, and the Archie JV with their third-string quarterback. I stayed on the other end of the field for that one because I'm like, I don't really need to see that. <laughs> but it was a good time um, overall watching the team camps and stuff and seeing what's all going to go there. A quick stoppage here because I got to reset my recording and then we'll come back and give some more thoughts on the team camps and going into the 2021 season here on Straight Up Sports. And we're back here on Straight Up Sports. Devin Albertson with Anthony Crane, both of us from Missouri, eight man football. And we're pretty, pretty excited. Saw 16 teams between the two of us the last couple of days for team camps at Albany, Appleton City, and Archie. Um, we've said a lot in the first 30 minutes here or so about what we kind of see with everybody um, going into the year. We're getting ready for Jamborees. The Jamborees will be on August 20th, so just 19 days from this recording uh, till we get some football. And then the 27th, the actual fun begins with the regular season starting, and that's when um, we're ready to go for that. Uh, we have some good things planned for you guys this year, I think, uh, to kind of grow the coverage for 8-man, all the coaches uh, that come down from 11-man are really appreciate that we do this a little bit and to make sure we get the kids to the coverage and everything. Uh, something they weren't even used to at the 11 man level, they're getting more now. And that's um, awesome for us to hear. It means we're doing a good job of getting everybody covered uh, the best we can. Uh, there are 38 teams and two of us. <laughs> we'll kind of half person yeah, and penny. It's <laughs> so, much more difficult. <laughs> that's why I told them, like, there's 38 teams now. I was talking to some of the officials, like, yeah, there's two of us who really kind of cover this, and there's 38 teams now. We can't be everywhere at once. So if these coaches want to play on Saturday or something, that'd be great because I could see you. But <laughs> we'll see how it goes this year. I've got maybe a little spoiled last year with some stuff getting pushed back to the weekends. we got to see some more games last year. But um, that's a different conversation, though, for that part of it. Uh, what else did you want to talk about here going into the 2021 season? Just stuff you're hearing around the state and just kind of – going into 2021? I'm just excited for it. Um, I know we want to ho- or we want to believe that things are back to normal. Um, that's going to be the tricky part uh, and kind of my fear moving forward. Um, but, you know, it's like you said, we're 19 days away. Um, and, you know, I think that a lot of things we're trying to do, um, it's really exciting. Um, I'm not asking for any praise or anything for us, but you know, we do this cause we love it. Um, and I'm, I, it makes me feel good when, you know, we get parents to message us or the coaches every time we talk to them and say how much they appreciate it. Um, but you know, it's just like you said, we want, we want to continue to grow and give these guys more and more. Um, and that's, that's what I'm most excited for. Um, you know, as far as how teams are going to stack up, you never know. Um, I don't think, you know, I was a little higher on Southwest last year than some people. Me. (laughs) (laughs) 
But, you know, because, you know, right now it looks like, uh, you know, the GRC may uh, come back and get the state title, take that back from 275. But we'll see. Um, I think what I'm most excited for um, is the uh, – it's not quite NFL level as far as talent spread out. Um, but compared to, you know, when you and I were in high school, um, it's become a lot more exciting. You know, when you can go to a Drexel and see a Jacob Coffee or, you know, the things Archie has done in just a year, year and a half, and how they've been able to reload. Um, and then, you know, we get to see a lot of new things. You know, we've spent the last four years uh, with the pleasure watching crew Quinlan. Now we get to see what South Holt does without him mm-hmm. um, because that's a team that returns a lot of talent, um, but they lose their biggest piece. Yes. Um, with, with Coach Peterson, I, I never count that guy out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, He will scrap something that doesn't work at, ha- at halftime if he has to. Um, In the middle of the first like quarter, that. he'll scrap it. <laughs> be like, we're going different offense. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so those are kind of things I'm looking forward to. I enjoy, for the most part, that it's – a little more difficult for us to decide where we're going every week and not just constantly hitting up the GRC or the top teams at the 275. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, um, with having that freedom this year um, to kind of get out of Nottaway County, um, that's what I'm most excited for is that I think that will also help with our coverage. Um, so that you and I every week can argue about who gets what game. Um, and then someone else can go south or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited for us to continue this coverage. Yeah, absolutely. And I was this morning I was just getting stuff together for Jamboree weekend and where we're gonna where I might go for that to kind of see some teams that maybe I haven't seen in the off season or maybe at least go to Jamboree with three of the four teams I haven't seen yet. That way I can kind of expand it a little bit more and just just to see what else is out there, just so we can get a the more eyes you can see of teams, the better equip you will be to be more educated about stuff and everything with it. And that's where we want to be. We want to be well educated. That way we're giving you guys more accurate media pools, more accurate coverage with that stuff, just to make sure we're not shot in the dark and missing a team or something like that, that comes out of nowhere by week five or six. Like, why didn't we get this team? Well, we didn't see them kind of deal. So there's a couple of teams I'm, I'm thinking of like an eye on that. I'm not sure if I'm going to put my top 10 where I might, I haven't really ironed out my top 10 yet. I have a rough draft, of like 20 teams that are just put down a paper and trying to sort through them. Um, but teams like Bishop LeBlanc and Northwest Hughesville, who I think could both be decent this year because they're bringing back quite a bit of talent, what are they going to be like? How are we going to know? Like, By what week will we f- they kind of prove that they should be in the top ten or should they already be in the top ten? Just stuff like that we got to try to figure out um, before the season starts that I'm pretty excited for. And my thing is there's 38 coaches here at 8-Man, and they're all pretty good to work with and just talk to and – they're all pretty open with you. I know they're, some of them keep some stuff under wraps because it's just a natural thing in coaching not to want to tell the media guy everything. And that's that's fine. We know that. But a lot of guys who are more open or like, hey, I'm telling you this. Don't tell anybody else. I have to keep it under my wraps. It sucks. But it's a lot of fun there to kind of get an idea of what's going on in the programs and what they're dealing with, what they kind of see among other teams they've seen as well. That way you get a little – that way if you don't get to go everywhere, they can kind of give you their thoughts of what they've seen kind of deal. And you can kind of grow off, off of that a little bit. So – it's a good time um, going across the state. So, yeah. Yeah, and also Coach Peterson, talk about him. He's the – among active coaches, he's got the third most wins. So, he's right up there. Just behind Thacker yeah. and Hilton. Well, and what's, what's crazy about all this is we spend, you know, 45 minutes or so talking about these camps. And my biggest takeaway, you know, aside from a lot of the schools that return most of their starters is, like, they have a month of practice. Um, and a lot of those teams could use it. You know, Warwick, <laughs> who I think may be a top five team in the state. I agree. Um, they're working through the kinks. Um, you know, one point towards the end of the day, Thacker had them running two plays um, because, in his words, he was tired of them screwing it up. Um, so he just made them run the same two plays over and over. Um, and, you know, we saw a few years ago when those kids were younger, um, they came up to Maryville, um, and without Buchanan, you know, hung around with a pretty good Worth County team. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think with Thacker, who you can't argue is one of the best coaches in eight-man football, um, and with another month of them, you know, figuring things out um, and getting much better coaching, that could be a 
different team four weeks from now. Yeah. Um, that's, that's kind of the fun of the Jamboree. Um, I don't love the way they're run, but... <laughs> Yeah, there's no, oh, there's no momentum yeah. or anything in Jamboree. It's like we're just running 12 plays with no Rima Ryzen to the next kid play than this yeah. one. So it's it's different, but it's a nice little look at the teams at least. Yeah, yeah, it's football. Um, and I think we <clears throat> it was a damn all-star game, and it's like, all right, football season can be here now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And um, we've both been doing some stuff behind the scenes to try to get ready for the season. I have my spreadsheets all up to date with as much history as I could find. Um, so if anybody has any history from like 1988 to 2006, I don't know what happened there because either it was seven years before I was born up till age nine. So I'm sorry, I don't know that stuff. <laughs> or 11, sorry. So all that stuff, sorry, I don't know that stuff. But I like to get all added in there. I think we're getting decabs, some of their older stuff to get Vernon Pike up there and his stuff updated for his coaching stuff because he has over 100 wins. He coached a decab for 20 years and they were uh, power for the first 10 to 15. So that he had... Uh, over 100 wins in his career. I'm just trying to get all the stuff figured out to put it on my stuff for it. Um, but we did get Mark Jules updated for Christian, so he's up there. He had he had 128 wins. Um, just one of the all-time best coaches in eight-man football. And I'm glad St. Christian's back down. Uh, Northland Christian also as well with Coach Bass. Just up the street from me, so we'll go, hopefully they get a home field here for too long so I can see some games that are closed. Like my hope, because this is selfishly me in this part, I live in the Northland here in KC. So if Northland Christian – Oric, LeBlanc, and like St. Joe Christian could all be pretty good at football. Those are all short drives for me. That's <laughs> that's great. They're all within like 30 to 40 minutes, and I can get wherever I need to be and not have to uh, drive all around the state. But I do enjoy it. I mean, going everywhere else. Um, pretty much if I can find any reason not to go to Drexel, it would be pretty- <laughs> I'm kidding, Coach Dean. I did joke with him on Friday that, okay, so I came south today and tomorrow. My quota for the year is good for the south. <laughs> so he's like, okay, see you next year. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We know you hate the South. Oh, yeah. So. yeah that's why I went South two days in a row. So. If they still keep giving you stuff, where <laughs> is my free gear is what I want to know. You got to give this the right amount of disrespect. This is the right amount. <laughs> so you can use this bulletin board material and go forward and appreciate that for that. So. Unless it's Mountain City. They, they haven't sent me anything yet. So. I don't expect to get anything from Mountain City either. They, I was told I wouldn't get anything from Mountain City. <laughs> Oh, that's a good time, and I'm pretty excited for the season. Um, so I'm probably going to make some of my spreadsheets available. We'll have the website and everything like that. Uh, I think Mo 8-Man Coaches actually updated theirs last night. So if you want to look at that, they have some stuff updated uh, with some of the history stuff and the skier- and the week-by-week stuff as well. Um, their stuff is updated now, so that should be a lot of fun. We're trying to get to where we can get stats each and every week. That way we can update that and have a more comprehensive look at who's some of the best players on the state, and we're going to do some – other things later in the year as well. Um, I know yeah. wherever I'm going, I have an iPad. I'm going to get a stand and everything for it. And we're going to try to do a Facebook Live uh, game of the week every week. Instead of me just doing stuff on the sideline, I'll be trying to do that, trying to do a show of some sort with a scoreboard show kind of, but focusing on one game but still looking around the state and everything else like that. So that should be a lot of fun to see how that grows yeah. and um, do a video aspect to it on the Facebook page just to get more and more eyes on the game a little bit. Um, I know Albany yeah. TV does a good job with their Facebook Live as well, so you can always see an Albany game there as well. And so I'm pretty excited for this year, just to see what happens. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah and that's I think that's going to be the beauty. Um, I was glad to see they updated um, the coaches' uh, website. Um, I know with ours, um, we're going to try and give you a lot of that same information. Um, but like Devin said. Um, I think with ours, you're going to get a lot more multimedia stuff. Mm-hmm. We want to get more videos, more photos, um, you know, when we do our podcast, uh, things like that, um, because we know that's what people want to see. Um, so eventually it's going to be done. It's going to be a work in progress. Uh, we're working through the kinks. Um, all Anthony's yeah. articles. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I think uh, that should be done shortly, um, and then we'll continue to add and, you know, tweak some things here and there once we get that going. Yeah, absolutely. Just as long as we grow the discussion around eight-man and like that and helps the kids out, <clears throat> gives the coaches more stuff to worry about with their kids getting too big of heads and stuff like that. So it's always fun on our side. If we just give the kids the candy and they get on a sugar rush and the kids the coach have to deal with it, that's always uh, fun on our part for that as well. Yep. Um, and I don't know about you, but I was looking at the jamborees and stuff. And I'm still trying to figure out where I'm going to go 
for mine and everything like that. I've been trying to think of where I'm going to go and everything. I think I have mine down there down to two places I kind of want to go, but I'm not sure which one I'm going to go to yet. Whether it's the EA Jamboree with East Ashton, LeBlond, Rockport, Nottoway Valley, or if I want to go to Bramer and see Bramer, Norman Harden Central again, or Coach Thacker and Southwest Livingston with Coach Croy over there just to get a look at those teams, just to kind of see what Southwest Livingston is going to be like this year because they are a complete unknown to me this year, and I hate that because they are getting me absolute gun-shy last year uh, what I'm going to do with them in my rankings and stuff like that. So that's where I'm kind of leaning my Jamboree weekend. Um, we're still trying to figure out if other teams are going to join Jamboree or if what's going to happen with that. But right now there's 26 teams uh, competing in Jamborees, so – a good majority of the states can be doing stuff there for Jamborees. Yeah, I, I think I want to go see Worth County. Um, there's rumors that Reinhardt is going to play this year. Okay. Um, and if they have him, that is a top five team. Um, we'll see what their new coach does without Healy. Um, but, you know, he's been around for a while. So we'll see what that team's going to look like. I want to see them. And especially against, you know, those teams that face their jamboree. Albany, King City, uh, Stanbury. <laughs> jamboree. Yeah, it's always a fun jamboree. Um, you know, last year I was able to get down south to see some of those teams. Um, but I want to see Worth County and see where they're at. Cause I think we have a pretty good idea roughly where teams are. Uh, Worth County may be the one team I don't think either one of us have seen or heard much of nope. um, since last year. Um, and when you lose a guy like Coach Healy, um, that, those are big shoes to fill. Um, so I'm interested to see them. And Alarcon. Week one. Yes, yes, yes. Huge, yeah. Um, I can't praise that kid enough. I, I'm going to miss watching him play. He's a tough but, little sucker. Um, tough little guy. Yes, yes. Um, he, he reminded me a bit of a Willie Rofe. Now, it wasn't in between plays where it looked like he could barely walk and then he, you know, full speed. But you see that kid after a game, and he is beat. Um, but, like I said, if that team has Gladstone and Reinhardt, that's a great one-two combo that not many teams have. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's worth counting, so they're going to have size. Uh, we'll see. Defensively, they have not been good last year, which mm-hmm. is a bit strange for them, mm-hmm. uh, considering the, the size they have. <laughs> And here's the teams that are in Jamborees that we have right now that we know of. It's Appleton City. They're hosting Archie and Osceola. Uh, Bramer hosting Norbert Hard Central, Oric, and Livingston. Concordia, they're hosting Northland Christian, St. Paul Lutheran, and Santa Fe. East Ashton, they're hosting LeBlond, Nottoway Valley, and Rockport. Um, Liberal hosting Greenfield and Jasper. Platte Valley hosting DeKalb, North Andrew, and Pattonsburg. And then the Worth County Jamboree with them, Albany, King City, and Stanbury. Um, so wait to hear about a couple of teams that they're going to do anything. But right now, um, I know that Drexel, North and North Shelby, Skyler, Southfold, and Mount City are not doing jamborees. Um, I've either talked to them or I know they're programmed enough to know they're not going to do a jamboree. Uh, I don't think Mount City really has ever done a jamboree. They probably won't start now. Um, the other teams I've talked to you have already said no. But I know some other teams possibly looking. Um, I've heard Keithville is doing a jamboree, but also heard that Skyler backed out. So Northwest Hughesville is looking for one. So. I don't think they are, but they might be. Uh, St. Joe Christian on the Misha site says they're hosting a jamboree, but I don't see any information on who's all going to their jamboree. So maybe St. Joe Christian's hosting one. In the past, they've gotten Stewartsville and South Holt to come to a jamboree. Uh, but with South Holt being out, um, Stewartsville, and I'm not sure there's no one else really in the area who's looking for a jamboree for them to pick up a third team. So we'll kind of see what happens with that. Maybe they'll just do a scrimmage before the season starts. It's kind of hard to tell at this point. But it's a lot of fun. Uh, to see the teams here in action here, and to see the new teams with Greenfield, Lockwood, Knox, Northland, and St. Joe Christian, uh, just to kind of see what the new teams are going to bring to the sport a little bit and if any of them can kind of crack into the top part of it. And just being down south and watching, listening to the coaches speak down there and them trying to break that through that hurdle of winning a state championship from a team that's south of DeKalb kind of deal. That's still a hurdle needs to be crossed a little bit for the teams down there. Because uh, right now it's DeKalb and Southwest Livingston, the two farthest teams kind of south and east to win a state championship. So no teams like Miami made a state championship game and Harden Central did a year and stuff like that, but no one's been able to take the lid off the top of the basket kind of deal down there to get there. And right now I think Drexel has the best chance for teams down south, maybe Oric, 
Um, but we'll have to see how the year goes for those teams. Um, so it should be a lot of fun. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Drexel may not even be the best team within a 20 mile radius. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm just kidding. I'm, just kidding. <laughs> I'm like, oh, going full on Rich Hill. <laughs> yeah. Archie. Well, you know, I'm, week one's going to be interesting as well. I've gone back and forth on where I want to go. I think I'm going to go see the Christian schools um, because I, you know, Coach Bass is great and I. He's shown us some things uh, with some of the talent they have coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't think they'll be great by any means, uh, but I think they'll be a fun team to watch because uh, we've seen what he did at North Shelby. Yep. Um, yeah. And, well, we didn't mention, you know, North Shelby, again, no, has yep. a lot of talent. Um, so that's another team I think we failed to mention, you know, maybe top five. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited for that. And then after that, you know, it's, I think it's going to be a fight between us. You know, even looking at week two, um, there's a lot of good games there with you know, LeBlanc, North Andrew, or, um, you know, games like that. Um, Unfortunately. You, know, three, you get the South Pole, East Atchison. So unfor- that's going to be fun in this, is fighting with you over where we get to go. Unfortunately, in week two, I won't be able to go to any games. I have a wedding I have to go to. I'm a part of a wedding. They plan it on a Friday. So I have to be at a wedding oh. that Friday. So that's the first Friday I'm going to miss in like a decade. So. There's that. And this is the guy and this is the guy you're sending free hats to. <laughs> yeah. So I'll be keeping an eye on my phone probably during the wedding, just like tweeting out updates. <laughs> but anyways we'll do, face- we'll do a Facebook live from the reception. <laughs> oh yeah. I probably not. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so week two I'm gonna miss that one, but then we'll be back in action week three. A couple of good games there week three, but <clears throat> we're still looking at the big one week three, possibly Stanbury, King City and what that's gonna entail. If things go the way we yeah. think they're going to go, that might just be a game that's too good for us to pass up, even with like a South Old East Atch to me in that week as well. So we'll just have to see how the week kind of goes and uh, <clears throat> where we're going to go for those. <clears throat> but I think I'm going to, I think week one, I have all but decided I'm going to go to North Andrew King City to see that happen a little bit there, week one. So I called that game, I want to say three or four years ago, whenever. After King C had just dropped down a couple years in, I'd called it for the radio station. Uh, so that was uh, pretty cool to watch them play. And uh, King City definitely has retooled for this year and brought everyone back from last year's team that uh, was probably better than the record showed because of, as you said earlier, some mental mistakes by young guys and stuff like that, just being a young team. Uh, but I like, how, I like Coach Breckenridge a lot. I like what he does there on offense a little bit. And they have such a good size offensive line with Parker Muff. It's hard to not root for that team just because of the way they're constructed a little bit. So, Yeah. Well, Landon Wells, I, I just hope he gets a full season. Um, <laughs> yes. He, he's a good – he's a nice kid, uh, great arm, um, and so you just hope that arm stays healthy um, mm-hmm. and that team gets through a full season um, because if they do, like we said, you know, it, that's, that's a scary group. Um, and, you know, the benefit for them – I think what makes them, and we, of course, the GRC coaches are going to say this, um, but you, but you get you go through the grinder in the GRC because there's not a bad team in that GRC, mm-hmm. um, and so they kind of deserve that reputation. Uh, we'll see. You know, even the 275, you get some some bye weeks, um, just like you no know, Drexel may, but uh, GRC that you get tested, and that's. That's what makes it hard for us. Is it's hard to not have at least one of us at one of those games every week. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when your bye week just might be Pattonsburg or Albany. That's tough. That's if that's your off week in the GRC. If those are your bottom teams, North Andrew, Worth County would be the third and fourth best. That's super tough. Depending on how the season works out, six teams that division that are really tough. And know next year they'll be adding St. Joe Christian full time into the conference again. So that'll add a seventh team in there. And they used to be good in the past, so if they can kind of rebuild their program as well, just brings another program that has a lot of history in eight-man. So I don't have anything else much to go. Just follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. We're posting stuff there pretty much daily at this point because we're still doing the countdown um, to the season. <clears throat> well, day 25 tomorrow morning. I usually post them around 8.30 every day. I try to pretty good habit of those, so you see them around 8.30. Um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Devin Albertson. Follow Anthony at – what's your Twitter handle again? I always forget. Crane underscore Anthony. That's right. <clears throat> so, yeah. 
terrible hosting by me because I didn't remember your Twitter handle, but it is what it is. Um. Yeah. Um, and well, I'm always open to suggestions as well. You mm-hmm. know, I think I post that on Facebook. If there's anything that you think we could do um, additionally that might be fun, uh, let us know. Um, we're always open to that. Send um, any and all complaints to Coach Dean on Twitter. Or Devin. That's uh, fine. But make sure you tag Devin and the Mo 8-man. Uh, that's fine. That's the worst. <laughs> that's, why Dean gets, that's why Dean gets muted half the time. He tags us both. I'm done with this. He gets muted. Uh, that's a good time. Um, actually got out here from Coach Cavan the other day because we were making fun of Dean together on Twitter. So that's always fun. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I think that's all we got um, for this so far. Uh, we'll probably get you guys again after the Jamboree weekend. Um, for any other big news that pops up for Eight Man, probably after Jamborees, we'll probably do another podcast. And then Monday after the Jamborees, our first media poll should come out. I believe it's the 23rd is when the first media poll will be public and released. Me and Anthony are on the list uh, of voters, along with um, all the Chris's, Tenpenny, Roush, and Dewar, uh, Scott Lunny, um, Cole Young, and Derek Martin. Um, so that's the voters there for the eight-man poll um, this year. Should be really cool to see how everyone kind of thinks the year starts. The first poll is always one of my favorites just because the different opinions from around the state is always kind of fun to kind of see what's going to happen. Um, so I think we have a pretty good grasp of what's going to happen, but there's always some other opinions out there that make us kind of second-guess ourselves maybe or maybe second-guess them. Uh, but we'll kind of see what's happening with that. Uh, so, yeah, we're just a few weeks from that. Today's August 1st. It's fun, finally a football month here on the calendar. All right. Well, that's it. Thank you guys for listening for Shape Sports. Uh, until next time.